is Dina Saunders-Green, and you're listening to Formally Fostered, brought to you by Green Pines Media. This is a podcast about foster care and children's mental health services, and sometimes the juvenile justice system, mainly because there's a lot of intersection between the three. We give emancipated youth and their allies a place to share their truth. Welcome to episode three of Formally Fostered. This week we'll be hearing from an ally. She formally fostered as a resource parent, which is another way of saying foster parent, but took a break to focus more on her biological family and to help out youth in the community in a different way. We talked a little bit about that. A lot of times kids don't want to talk to their foster parents because they feel they won't understand or they're already burdened by their real children. So they come to me and bounce off of me and tell me things, ask me questions, and I try to guide them. And if I feel that the foster mom needs to know, I will tell the foster mom, but I will also tell the children up front, if you tell me something that I believe that your parents need to know, I'm going to tell. Right. And give them that out right away. Okay. So, and they understand. Okay, so she talks to kids. But the important thing is, kids are actually talking to her. They're probably doing that for two reasons. Number one, she makes herself available and actually listens to what they have to say. And number two, she's pretty progressive about some of her beliefs. And those progressive beliefs don't just apply to the foster youth in her community. She actually applies them to the young person in her home. And that's what we'll be talking about during this episode. We'll be discussing her approach to teens and online dating. We start it by talking about the young adult closest to her. My daughter, um, she's an honor student, straight A's. Some B's, sometimes she's, she's a good girl. Um, right now, she has her boyfriend visiting from Minnesota. Not just her boyfriend, but her boyfriend and his mom. How did your daughter and her boyfriend meet? They met online. Okay, so full disclosure, as foster parents, my husband and I dealt with our fair share of negative experiences when it came to our kids and internet dating and internet safety in general. I mean, we mainly foster teens, so there were issues related to giving away way too much personal information, sexting, pornography, online boyfriends and girlfriends, and sometimes trying to schedule meetups. So when I first heard this story, my mind is screaming, that's not safe. No, don't meet people off the internet. But I calm myself down and just let her tell her story. They were playing uh, games, some kind of game. I don't know which one it was, but they have been playing games for at least four to five years before they even, you know, met each other. And she asked him to go to her prom with her. So just to recap, her daughter, who's a high school senior, had been corresponding and playing internet games with someone for the past four years or so. So naturally, when her prom rolled around, she invited this person to attend prom with her. Now, we start talking about the logistics of all that happened, but I just wanted to point out that he traveled from Minnesota on the bus. He came down uh, for prom to take her to prom, 
and me and the mom kept in contact all the way until he got in crossed the lines. One of um, my daughter's teachers went and picked him up and brought him oh. on down. I didn't tell you about that. No. Well, he missed one of his uh, transfers. So if he had waited there, he would have missed the prom. So I always keep in contact with the teachers and stuff because I knew she was going to be at the prom, and it's one of my favorite teachers. So um, I told her what was going on, and she said, hey, I'm only an hour away from there. So she said, I can pick him up and bring him down to the motel room that we as adults have because he can do everything there. He can change and get ready. When you guys get ready, just come to the motel. And that's what we did. And I informed his mom and sent her a picture of the teacher and the number of the teacher and everything, and it was all cool. And he only spent, um, I would say, less than eight hours in Alabama. It took him like 23 hours to get down here. Wow. Yeah, because of the mishap. So I will be the first to admit that I may be out of touch with certain things. Like, I'm okay with the Twitters and the Facebooking and all of that, but I've been married for the past 14 years, so I'm definitely out of touch when it comes to anything involving dating. So it could be that this is kind of normal these days. It's just that I've never seen it before, and I'm pretty blown away by it. You didn't just tell your daughter... No, don't talk to him and shut the door. No. When you first found out that she was playing games with a stranger, Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts about that? Well, my first reactions were, uh, it's probably an old man. Probably someone who's going to say, hey, I'm in Alabama, come meet me down here, and you're going to sneak out. But then I said, no, my daughter's too smart for that. And then I started thinking... No, she isn't. It can happen to anyone. Good for you. And both old and young. So I decided, well, let's just get to know this kid because she's spending a lot of time online with him. Yeah. So at what point or did you have any contact with his mother? The morning that she took him to the uh, bus station, she texted me and said, I put him on the bus. He's coming now. And I said, okay, I'm ready. And she says, to be honest, I'm kind of nervous. And I said, oh, don't be nervous. Once he gets here, he's going to be safe. He's going to be like my own child. And I'm going to treat him as that. Had you guys ever met face-to-face? No. Had you guys ever FaceTimed or chatted no. or anything? Wow. No. Wow. We might have talked on the phone once, but that was just so I could fax something to her to sign so he could go to the, her prom. Yeah, that was it. We didn't talk that much. Right. You um took some steps to make sure that you, in a sense, knew who your daughter was mm-hmm. talking with. And I gave her enough in- information where she could trust me. Okay. Like I gave her my driver's license number. I gave her the police department numbers down here. Right. And I gave her a neighbor. I gave her the the landlord's number. So references. Yes. That's so smart. Yes. I would have never thought about doing that. A lot of young people are meeting each other online. Mm -hmm. So how is it that you do kind of facilitate this relationship to not make them want to run away, hide and sneak? It's by becoming involved. That's right. You got to be involved. And it's not just, I also brought in the school because the school was going to have to look out for those two 
while they were at the prom. So her teacher was at the prom as one of the chaperones. And I had talked to the principal because he was there. And he's the one who had to okay it because he asked me the same questions. He says, have you met this person? And I said, no. And he says, well, do you trust this person? I said, so far, yes, because I really don't know him yet. And uh, he says, I'm going to sign it just because you told me to sign it. So imagine that. Not just the parents, but the community yeah, kind of coming together to make sure our kids are okay. Well, the saying is it takes a community to raise a child. Mm-hmm. So since prom, how has their relationship been? I think they're stronger. Uh, they, they're happy. Now, I don't know if it's going to last or anything like that, but this was a safe way of meeting a person. And this is her first boyfriend. So, So gotta be safe. Right. Now, you have guests right now. Mm -hmm. Um, When did your guests arrive? They came in Sunday morning. Okay. And who are your guests? My guest is her boyfriend and his mom. He went home and he was happy that he took the trip down there. And, and, and I, I have to say, I have met the couple, the young couple, and they're really cute together. They're really sweet. They are. You know, they they're are. really sweet. I just, I, I was like, wow. I, I was in awe just of this whole thing because maybe people are doing this, but mm-hmm. I've never heard of it before where parents take the initiative to really get to know that person on the other side of the internet or on the other mm-hmm. side of the game but to invite them into your home. And you guys seem to get along and genuinely like each other. Uh, Yes, very much so. You know, I mean, we have a lot in common. Um, I told her, I told his mom before she came, I'm a house person. I don't really go out there and, you know, do things. And she said, oh, neither do I. (laughs) And we just click. She's, she's great. What are, what are some of your daughter's goals? She's going to do a two-year at a community college. Okay. And then she's going to try to transfer. I believe she wants to go to New York to go to Pratt for four years. But she still hasn't made up in her mind what she wants to major in. Okay. And what about her boyfriend? Has he talked about some of his goals? He has. He's going to be going to... uh, I can't remember the name of the school when they come in. They can tell you a lot better. But he's going to go to a four-year college, I believe, straight off instead of doing the community. But they both know that until they get their degree, there can be no babies (laughs) at all. So that means that they're going to be saving themselves until they get that degree and they get married. Because without that degree, they cannot take care of themselves. So these aren't kids who just spend all their time online playing video games. They actually have goals. Oh, yes. And things that they want to accomplish. Yes. And they're actually working towards those goals. Yes, they are. So I was really curious about the advice that she would give to parents whose teens were interacting with people online. Here's what she had to say about that. Get to know the people that they're interacting with, but don't scare them off. Don't make it so they're going to go and hide and talk to the people. Uh, Be open about it. 
Just ask them simple questions. You know, what what is it about this person that you're talking to so much? And do ask the questions. Are they telling you to sneak away? Or are they telling you not to talk to your parents about this? Anytime you have a teenager that are saying, well, I can't talk to you about this person, then they shouldn't even be on there talking to them. Question the teenagers. They don't know everything. They don't know how dangerous it is to be talking to strangers on the internet. It's not safe. So it sounds like the key isn't to avoid, you know, having relationships with people online, but just to get involved. Get involved. Okay, so that was me talking with the mother of the young lady. Shortly after we wrapped up the interview, her daughter came home with their house guests. I was really interested in sitting down and talking with the mother of the young man. How long ago did you find out that your son was interacting with a person online? Um, I think it was in, was it over Christmas? I think it was over Christmas break. It was like, it was about six months before. He had interacted with someone online in California. And I, I didn't care one way or the other. I mean, it was like, oh, okay, whatever. I mean... I don't have to worry about them, you know, getting in trouble together because they're just online. Okay. So it was, it was totally fine. Um, I did want to see her pictures, so I had a face with the, with the name. And other than that, um, part of it is because he's 18, that it's like, okay, well, I'm here if you need me, but um, you're more than free to talk to whoever you want. Right. So when did you know that this person he interacted with was maybe a little different? Um, the trip. Seriously. Um, cause, cause he doesn't always like tell me what's going on and I don't always ask either. Um, I'm sadly really busy with my job, um, during this time because I work at a school and I'm on the, um, school board. And so, you know, it's really, really busy and there's not really a lot of time always to, you know, sit down and like pull the kid aside and say, Hey, what's up? Okay. And then, and then it's really awkward. <laughs> But, I mean, we go out to eat and we talk, and that's fine. But um, it wasn't until he brought up the problem, like, oh, that I was blown away. Like, how are you going to pull that off? And can can I, like, send a drone to follow you and make sure you're okay? So you weren't the type of parent to just say, hey, go do whatever you want in life. I want, want no involvement. You are a parent who is involved with your child and are curious about some of the choices they're making. Um. Yes, I was <laughs> definitely afraid. Okay, I just um, wanted to ask that question so that our listeners would know you're not just one of those moms who's like, I got a kid somewhere in the city, I'm not sure who they are, what, you know, what they're doing, but you are an involved parent, okay? Yes. Oh. So we spent some time talking about her involvement in the community, not only as a member of the school board, but also her involvement with some of the cultural activities. So you're also not some person who's disengaged from your community. No, um, I live in a city and um, I have a biracial daughter and it was really important to me to stay in the core of the city because I wanted to have, you know, diversity in her life. I'm a white lady. Yeah, we did talk about that. Yes, this also is an interracial relationship. Good point. Right, right. Okay. So I'm a white lady and I'm really white. Glow in the dark kind of white. Okay. And, um... For me, it was really important that, because I know my limits, raising, you know, a daughter who's going to be a black woman, um, 
I I couldn't do that like a black woman could, and I knew the only way I could do that would be to stay within a community where she can be nurtured and um, see what's going on and ha- touch base that way. So okay. um, she would just, yeah. So that's why we lived where we do. Okay. And so, I mean, finding out, oh, she's this lovely <laughs> you know, person from Alabama, and she, I guess, I think you're biracial too. So you found out about prom and wanted to know how it would be pulled off. Um, did you have any contact with the young lady's mother, or, or how did that contact start? I think it was through it was through text messages. If I, yeah, I think it was through text messages because this was like this really crazy time in my life right there. But um, it was through text messages at first, and just um, you know talking and you know I guess my kids coming down to visit for prom. Okay. And uh, I please don't kill him. It's a really nice kid. Right. So I was worried. I mean, right. it's a huge leap of faith. And I talked to um, the the other mom on the phone. And once I talked to her, then I was okay. But then there was that whole part of like, okay, so I'm okay with the mom now. And obviously, I trust my son's judgment on, you know, who he wants to talk to. But there's a whole lot of space between where we live and this prom. So how is he going to get there? And my son doesn't like to fly. So that meant that um, it was either going to be a train or a bus. And so he chose to take a bus. Wow. And it was like a 30 hour, 31 plus hour bus ride. And I think there was like, gosh, I don't know how many transfers, like maybe five. So each one of those, you know, it's like I'm sleeping with my phone next to my ear. So and I'm checking in. Yes. Yes. And, and I was fine. Once he got here, but like the trip down here, I was a nervous wreck and I didn't sleep probably more than like two hours at a stretch. Cause I'm like, I got to check, make sure he's okay. Okay. You there? You, you know, like what, what did you hear once prom actually happened? Did you get pictures? Did you, oh, how, how did that I got pictures and they were really, really adorable pictures. Aww. All I can say is he looked pretty smitten. He looked very happy. So prom went really well. And yes. then prom was, we're in July now. Prom was in May or June? I think it was in April. Was it March? Yeah, that was weird for me. Ours okay. are in May, usually. I think ours in mm-hmm. California, too. Mm-hmm. So since prom, there has been continued communication? Right. Yep, um, and it's mainly between um, the two kids. Okay. But they're young adults. I'm sorry, you're 18. They're still kids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was mainly between the two of them. Okay. And um, I was not involved in those conversations, and I don't, like, show me your phone, let me see what you're saying. I, so I promised that we would take a road trip because they got along so well for prom. I figured, oh, we should come back down and, you know, meet the, the family. And so we planned a trip down here. And um, once again, due to my job, it got shifted around a little bit, and that was unfortunate, but it was, it's working out okay. So just to be clear, you took a road trip with your son from what state? Minnesota. To what state? Alabama. So where did you guys end up staying once you went to Alabama? Well, where else would we stay? Um, we ended up staying with um, the girls' family, and we've been here now, I think, three days it's been really nice. We um, met some of their friends from um, a school activity that she does, and that was a 
for the 4th of July. So we did fireworks there and they had this mean, wicked barbecue that we just totally yes. pigged out on. And then I had root beer. That was actually beer. That was like the highlight of that visit. I never had that before. Um, we played spoons and the kids just hung out and watched fireworks and it was nice. What advice would you offer to parents who have kids who are interacting with people online? Kids? Y young adults online. Um, I wouldn't go too fast. He knew her for months. And I think they've actually known each other for a few years online before they were actually like serious or as serious as you get online. Um, I wouldn't have sent him unless I felt comfortable with the family that he was going down to. And the... The mom was, like, cool about giving me, like, extra numbers. Like, I think one of her brothers was, like, our cousins or someone I'd have to look again. But I had the note on my on my mirror in my bedroom. You know, he worked for, like, the police or mm -hmm. some involvement with law enforcement. Like, okay, so that's cool. You know, someone's got his back. So you Hopefully. got references. Yeah, I kind of did. That's awesome. I <laughs> and, love that. Mm -hmm. um, and then just talk to the people that you're dealing with and I think being open to to the situation working out is you you have to start that it could work out before you're like finding reasons of why it won't I love that yeah wow. otherwise it's just you're gonna drive yourself crazy I think this is really awesome because we have a lot of people who are meeting online and rather than being afraid and running and trying to um, drive a wedge you guys actually were supportive which is awesome. Yeah. They're good, good kids, though, really. They made it easy. So, good communication and take it slow. Those things are essential when it comes to online dating and when it comes to having healthy relationships in general. But every now and then, we need a little bit of extra help. If that's the case, I have a suggestion. Keandra Jackson is a licensed marriage and family therapist who specializes in individual and couples therapy. Not only can she help with things like anger management, anxiety, depression, and just life transitions in general, she also tailors her interventions to meet the individual needs of each of her clients. Okay, so I know customized therapy should be a no-brainer, but trust me when I tell you that not everybody is doing that. Now, her offices are located in Los Angeles, but you can visit her online at kwessentialservices.com. With technology, sometimes you don't even have to be in the same city. So check out Keandra Jackson, that's K-I-A-U-N-D-R-A, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. Thank you for listening to Formerly Fostered. You can subscribe to us by going to Apple Podcasts or follow us on SoundCloud. If you have questions, thoughts, or concerns, feel free to leave a comment or email us at info at greenpinesmedia.com. So until next time, have a good one.